about the you talked about the CEO's uh, salary. You might as well talk about all the people they fired to make that happen. Uh, are you recording now? Yeah. I won't say what I want to say then. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Welcome to Made the Newbie with you, America's most favorite MTG podcast. I'm, of course, joined by the Jolly Green Giant himself, Josh! I'm in such a great mood today. Let's go. <laughs> Jolly Green uh, Giant. So when I, I saw Josh in person this past week, when Thanks I saw Louie in person... Thanks for the invite, by the way. I, when I saw Louie in person, he looked exactly like I thought he was going to look. Kind of like, you know, a fat, angry man. You told um, me um, when we met that I was skinnier than you thought I was. That actually, That's actually true. Yeah. yeah. Josh when? looks nothing like I thought he was going to look. Was he I'm skinnier also or fatter? Wait, wait, the wait, Manolo wait, man. Wait, wait, was he skinnier or Yeah, fatter? wait, wait. Is that good or bad? You're like... So, like, my best friend in undergrad is tall. He's, like, your height. I didn't know you were that tall, tall. Yeah, he's a giant. Oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm a big dude. Yeah. Like, I like I thought you were just kind of like, oh, I'm tall. <laughs> like, no, like, you're tall. Hit my head on ceiling fans tall. Yeah, yeah you're tall. Yeah. Back to the intro. And I'm also joined by the Modelo man himself. This is not his first Modelo of the hour. Louis George. What is up, everyone? And we are joined by a man who has more hair when you meet him in person than you thought he did on the podcast. George! George is no longer a Harvard teacher. No longer. No, Until no longer year. a Harvard professor. There you go. Yeah. Con congrats on being not in Boston, man. I went out I, for my walk today. It was 70 degrees. It was I'm amazing. Dis I'm disappointed you didn't pick up an accent. You know? Yeah, that, that makes sense, actually. I'm, I'm disappointed. Uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast, everyone. We're super stoked to be with you. Lots of magic news, lots of things to talk about. Uh, Lorcana. George just wants to talk about Lorcana. Uh, what happened? We're going to talk about Cryptic as well. Uh, so let's go through the, the topics for you so you know what's coming down the pipeline. We got actually a lot Lorcana. of magic. We have a lot of magic content to do. Uh, Phyrexia pre-release is this a week from today. Uh, we're going to do your fire. Josh, do it. You're fired. <laughs> uh we're going to talk about the complete bundle versus the non-complete bundle and why do they both exist uh we're going to do keyword commander that's uh that's josh's big big moment uh <laughs> we're going to talk about Lord you Con told me you copied the list verbatim <laughs> no I, I mean i made better names for it you're you also ignored one what no i didn't oh no i didn't i had it in there you have it as Magic Historian. I yeah. have it as... Oh, I, I took it out. We're going to do The Gathering. We're going to talk about The Gathering. Uh, and then uh, Cryptic to 1K. With, and I'm in. I'm in. Cryptic to 1K. You're here, here first. Gilding. The worst intro of all time. It's great. It, it shows what the <laughs> podcast is. Disorganization, chaos, and love. Brotherly affection. Listen, it's my turn. I'm mad at George. I have a bone to pick with you. You were in Boston. Boston runs on Duncan. I went to a Dunkin' the other day and found out they dropped Happy Hour. There's never a reason to ever go back to that coffee shop. Happy Hour, you get a dollar fifty any coffee there. Never a reason to ever go back. Worst coffee ever. They wow. dropped it. How do you not mention this? Bold takes. Bold takes. Let's talk about Phyrexia pre-release. Let's get into it. I think I went to Dunkin' Donuts twice in Boston, and I, I left know. being like, it's fine. I don't know how that's possible. There's one everywhere. I'm like I walked past more than one. I just walked past it. It's expensive in West Virginia. Uh, um, it's gotta be like 
got the caviar out there. McDonald's is my my Diet Coke location. Like when I'm driving, I'm like, oh man, I, I need my fix. I go to McDonald's, um, which has the best Diet Coke of any Diet Coke in the universe. Uh, but in Boston, right. you can do that more effectively at Dunkin' Donuts. Like when I'm driving around in Boston, like you can get like Dunkin' Donuts Diet Coke way easier than McDonald's. So they don't have the refills. Yeah, but like it's just more about convenience. Like there's a McDonald's everywhere here. There's a Dunkin' Donuts everywhere there. Mm. It's just the way it works. Okay. Phyrexia pre-release. We're five minutes into the podcast. We should probably talk about magic. Phyrexia pre-release. Uh how are you guys feeling about the set? Uh I'm pumped. Uh the collector boxes look really good. Um those those black cards look great. The uh, the oil, oil slick, slick raised I don't foils. know what their words yeah, are. Y- yes, we're telling you. They're oil slick raised foils. Because there's a million the, of them. The ones that the guy opened in the collector box video you sent to me earlier Psych, looked amazing. They're not oil slick raised foils. Never yep. mind. Yep. Psych. You're just Those talking about the color. regular art ones that look like the, the black and the, white. The black and yes. white Ellis Norn. Love that. Love, I love the Phyrexian foil. I think they look really good. Uh, shout out to Oz MTG that we're going to be showing some photos from in this podcast. If you're watching, big fan of the show, big fan of the show, big fan, yeah. huge fan, of the show. huge fan. I think we're the 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 biggest fans. I want to be written down that we are the biggest fans of their show. Wait, no, no, no. no. We were staying no. the opposite. We, no. were, we were, we were, yeah. Gotcha. I don't think they know about us. Not huge. with that attitude. Oh, massive, sorry. Massive. Yeah, them and Logan Paul. No, sorry, not Logan. No, Paul. Not Logan Paul. Dang it, not Logan Paul. Only coffee, coffeezilla. You're welcome. There you go. Uh, these look sweet. I, I, I'm like, I think they look really cool. I'm all yeah. in on them looking really cool. There's but. a billion, quadrillion, zillion versions of Elish Norn and of most of these cards. Like, they took George's desire to have a million different, like, variants and they, like, blew it up to a zillion. Uh, it's like too many. I'm so glad I'm not doing singles for this set, though. I'll, t- so I'll, I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. I ordered, like, basically none of this set. So, I'm... <laughs> I want to be... The the cards in the set, especially that Phyrexian foil, the, that looked really cool. I had a comment on my video that went out today. Someone, like, I don't like the new foil. And I was like, I, I, I don't know yet, but I think I disagree with you. Because this foil looks... It looks really nice. I like but it. But there's no chance zero chance those collector boxes hold up in value yeah I agree. not a chance well tell me why you think that so i have a whole theory and i've, I've talked about this a couple times on the channel that collector boxes really hold their value or skyrocket when the chase the the meat and potatoes is either extremely special yet somewhat obtainable we saw failure with the legends cards because it just felt unobtainable you're not gonna get anything good but also when the cards you're chasing aren't really from that set. When you look like Mystic Archives, mm. Brothers War, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty is kind of the exception, but it has that extreme chase factor with the pink strip Higatsugu cards. But then collector boxes where the special cards are rare treatments of the cards actually present in the set don't seem to do well. I mean, heck, Liliana and Dominaria United did poorly. Streets of New Capenna, which the cards are crazy playable they're everywhere across multiple formats the collector box did poorly like well, it, it just seems like it has to be something else i mean i think it's print run is the answer there like 
there's just the supply is so high and i know like in their uh in their fireside chat they were like it doesn't matter how many boxes you print supply doesn't matter to like the economy uh but unfortunately they just don't know what they're talking about like there is a supply versus demand element to trading card games and the the supply is massive and like new pen is a perfect example like the the waves of that thing were crazy like there it was yeah and i think it, well, george wasn't it at some point wasn't new capenna collector boxes or are they still on clearance like discount at this room yeah yeah they, they won't be until they're gone it's I mean, like crazy it's, well i mean like the problem is like you know listen the problems with always said is like amazon right like you can't you know distro cost can't be 50 dollars more than amazon and have stores buy right. it right like right. it's a pretty simple math problem yeah um Listen, like I have, I have maintained. You know, I said that in our in our in our January first episode, I said like the first year is going to be a little rough because the first part of the year is going to be rough because they haven't worked out the print run stuff yet. Uh, I think there will be a surprise transition to one wave of collectors. Is you know, I don't think it'll be the set, but I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, nobody knows. Like nobody knew when it went from one wave to two waves, and I don't think anybody will know when it goes from two waves back to one wave. That's fair um love this take you know it's it's also like you know for all of wizards weird like leaks and like spoilers they keep that stuff really well under wraps in a way like i don't understand yeah like how do they how do they continue to keep it hidden yeah i mean like nobody doesn't know yeah yeah like like that seems wild to me but like they keep that really well hidden um listen i think these boxes will sell pretty well in store um I, I expect to sell most of mine out pretty quickly. Uh, I want to, I see, like, I, I just, like, I think the Phyrexian one with the, where the hollow is, I've got it on the screen, you guys can't see it, but the, where the yeah. hollow, where the hollow is behind, the one that you were saying was, I like that one. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I think it looks like carnival y. I think it looks like a. It's great. I think people looks, love the carnival. Like that looks cool. That looks like unique. Like the spe- one, the, the one, one yeah. looks cool. So I want to, I want to do. I know you, the spoiler alert for you too. Um, I want to do a shout out to Cryptic because Cryptic is doing a similar thing in Wave Two, but instead of just doing one massive whatever, they've got the like they have a Cryptic text which is very similar to the Phyrexian text, and the background hollow. Of their cards, I am is, so it, much more bullish and cryptic when we're not talking about cryptic. The the background hollow on each of theirs in Wave Two is the cryptic text of the individual card, which I think is a really cool way to do it. I think if if Magic had like if that hollow pattern was something like the Phyrexian text of the card, that would be super cool. Like that would look really awesome and be special. I think those would be insanely high value like i think people would really really like that stuff but instead it's just like the set symbol in like this weird pokemon hollow pattern in the background like it's is it the set symbol or is it the it's the phyrexian symbol it, sorry yeah, yeah the phyrexian yeah, symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is also like Close in the, the set, set in like, the yeah, set symbol yeah yeah. yeah 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 like listen no I don't, it's I don't actually know. the set symbol is it yeah is it's it that symbol mm-hmm. nice I, I don't know if I can get behind if they did it that way, those foils would hold a higher value or a higher premium. I don't know if I can get behind that statement, but it does it does feel like maybe it's a little much. I, I want to hold one in my hand first and actually see it before I make that call. That's fair. Now, That's very, text, very fair. Would the text behind the card, uh, the Phyrexian text as that foiling, 
would that make the card too busy to, to read? Like you're well, trying to read the again, card and there's text on text. Like in this case, magic just takes like a hollow pattern and slaps it on the entire card with no regard to the artwork or the text box or to be able to read it. Like if they took the time to <laughs> still read these cards, <laughs> if they we took, agree that it's well, weird. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I disagree with that. you. Like I'm looking at it right now. I disagree with you. Like it covers the text. Like it's mm. not that hard. And the smaller game companies are doing it. All of them. Mm. It's not that yeah. hard to hire a graphic designer off of fiber and, uh, and have them put a mask on the foil process and slap it on the for the cards like magic should be able to figure this out but instead they like do the cheapest option now possible. now hold on i'm gonna boo-boo you hold on boo-boo because you and i were making content for various games at the time but in streets of independent release we saw gilded foil cards and we were like oh my god these are amazing and look i, it, I still it, think they're amazing they are amazing. The community, and I would argue, shattered glass, this the shattered glass or stained glass foils from Dominaria United, like those foils are incredible. The foiling process for Dominaria Remastered, the old boil or old border or boil, foil, the oh, old yeah, boil foils, old border foils from that set are incredible. Yes, maybe they're just trying so many things that something's going to fail but it's not like indie tcgs are running circles around them in the foiling process they've had some huge hits in the yeah, last I, eight months alone like, listen i i agree I, also I, I, like a new tcg does a set every nine months they have right. to do a set every nine weeks like sooner sooner or later it's like our content you run out of ideas and you just slap it together okay. for the best. like this okay. that's going to zero <laughs> hope for the best Here's so a like, symbol a million times. Forget the new TCGs then. But sure. let's use like they're their arguably, I guess, biggest competitor, even though they look at it like not a competitor, of Pokemon. Like Pokemon's Pokemon. Pokemon's texture process and foiling process, like the trainer gallery, like they put so much attention to detail and making it something that is special. And when I look at the like this is my opinion, and this is a very opinion based conversation when i look at this and i just see a hollow pattern that's just as slapped on it, that's all it is it's just rolled on hollow with no no interest no. in the artwork i don't fair. see i don't see hey we care about the what this no. looks like and we we're intentional about listen that. i so my preference is not full hollow like i think full hollows don't look the best but I don't think Watsy agrees. Like I think that's their that's their style design. They like full hollow, so like they go for it. Like it's a preference. Like I don't think it's like disrespectful to the artist to have full hollow. I just don't prefer it. Um, I, you're also like, I don't think you're you're being fair. You're not comparing apples to apples. You're doing Pokemon's premium foil. The premium foil in this set's going to be that oil slick razor. How foil. is this not the premium foil? This gets for, because for the for premium the that's not even in the in the collector box. It's that doesn't mean like, it's not the but premium. right now we're the oil talking slick about the... raised yes but the oil slick raised foil is going to be the premium foil for this set regardless of what's in I agree it should have been in the collector box because it's called the collector box but that's going to be the premium foil for this set well if they wanted it to be the collector version they should have put it in a secret layer not in uh you know any sort of product that you have to open so hot take I said this on my video I, this is a great transition to talk about this uh do you think that the the oil slick version mythics will be a higher premium than let's use 
I guess let's use these uh, these ones that are um, the Phyrexian mana. Oh, George, you got to start this one. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Like, I don't, there's, uh, there's no question in my mind. Yeah. I also think you're going to be more heavily allocated on the complete bundle than you are on collector boxes. That's that's probably the biggest the biggest question mark on there. And also, but, like, 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 listen, man. like I think the complete bundle is going to be wild. Like, are we going to skip yeah. to that section now? No, uh, no. I, no, I want to no. talk about just the foil yeah. process. Oh, I thought that was the transition. That was a teaser, you suckers. No, I thought that was the transition. Going, <laughs> no, like, no, I just want to talk about... I want to talk about the foiling process because I think with, with there's like 15 Mythics in the set, Josh? You know off the top of your head? I don't know the number of Mythics. I mean, that's like a typical number of Mythics though, right? I, I thought it's really? more because I thought the Oil Slick Raised Foils was a selection of 20 Mythics from the set. Okay, well, okay. If you know that, that's my point here. That like, you're, there's two mythics in every single one of those boxes, every single one of those uh, sure. bundles, and the number of mythics complete are so bundles. complete bundles, and the number of mythics are so low that like I don't see a huge premium falling on the oil slick in the short term. I did a video where I said in the long term, I think that could uh, you know as people pick up copies or whatever. But in the short term, I again depends on the supply. But I think if supply is around what we see with gift bundles or something like that, then I think I, I don't see those prices holding up personally uh, of the oil slick versions. I, I do think if the supply is similar to gift bundles, that the oil slick versions could be towards I... towards the bottom of the expense of the versions because of the supply of them. A, I don't think that'll be true no matter what. But like more importantly, I don't think supply will be anywhere near gift bundles. Like it's a like, why gift bundles are what? Because gift bundles, are what they put out at the end of the year to kind of like, hey, this set's kind of not so super amazing. Have a cheap collector pack on us, more or less. Um, the complete bundle for all the critiques is like clearly a product they put a lot of thought into. I like, I guess what welcome critiques? to the complete bundle. Welcome what, to the complete yeah. bundle section. No, we're not there uh, yet. What what critiques have you heard about what, the complete bundle? Wait, how like, are we not you, like, there? Fine, fine. Discussing. We will transition. <laughs> we will transition because <laughs> we're supposed to transition to the gathering part. Well, like we can get to that still. Like you right, can. Like, well, we're gonna. We got you fired. All right, all the way up. Four topics. You know those who are, who joined us early. Sorry for lying to you. They made a liar out of me. Yeah, you liar. You fired. There you go. We're on now. All right. Complete bundle. Um, I think this is a test for should they do this instead of a regular bundle. Um, I think bundles are like the only bundles that sell well are those with the stupid dice. Like where they have like a really high end dice in them. Which, by the way, put in the comment section why you care about the dice. Oh, my gosh. I like, love the dice. Why? Like everybody Love loves the yeah. dice. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get the dice. I don't get you... the spin down. I don't. Get it because you two don't play commander. Like I have my dice bag that I roll into with at my commander games. How many dice do you need to play commander? Uh, in some of the decks, like a lot. Define a lot. Ten to fifteen. Yeah. So like your one dice that you got from your bundle ain't gonna save your butt. You're gonna have to buy dice anyway. Like no, you have a collection. Gosh, like you have a. I have a bag and it's got my dice from all my pre-releases. Bingo. From so you already have a bag of dice. Like, yeah, I don't and I add to collecting. it. I add to it with the bundle. Let me be very clear here. I'm clearly wrong about this because people care about the dice a ton. Yeah, you guys are totally spin down. I, I literally spin just down. said that. But, but great analysis. But like, the, they're clearly trying to figure out 
can are changes needed to the bundle to make it a more desired product um and i think the complete bundle might be a preview into what they're thinking might be the transition um, I, I think they also saw that the gift bundle did better than the regular bundle and so they're trying to figure out where does the bundle work. need to live this is where i don't agree with your your statement about gift bundles like you're saying that brothers war needed help selling the set and that it was not a high powered set or not a set that sold well like that's the last set with a gift bundle i'm saying the bundles are usually the thing that like distro has the has more has like the most of left over that's why i don't understand why you would say this is like not good for the, like why you think the complete edition is going to be super allocated because Oh, they also are because this is the first time there's a bundle with a unique foiling in it, and those are going to be bangers, and people are going to want them badly. They're also super pumping the bundles with the um, the WPN exclusive uh, life counters. So I I personally think that the bundles are going to be pretty heavily available for stores. I think they're going to sell out because I agree with you. I think this is an amazing product. I did a video this week. I think this is the best product of the year potentially maybe not with lord something they do lord of the rings like those commander decks may break it but i see this product as the warhammer decks of last year like i think there's no amount of these that they could print that would stay like in the in the realm um so first of all watsi challenge accepted if you challenge them to print well, enough like, of a product they will figure out a way and i think they know that like the value in this is insane you get 12 set packs you get a you get a um an amazing like a really cool like initially it seems amazing I, again I, I think the foiling is gonna i think the mythic side of this is gonna dip but the the 10 lands that you get in that pack i think are gonna have more value than the mythics like those things are like the whole product is perfect and i think that um i think they know that and it's gonna be the supply is gonna be large so i'm so glad we're speculating i'm so glad we're speculating That's all we do you are both wrong this is the first opportunity wizards is going to take back into wow. the foray of collectability this is going to be heavily allocated wait it's what is your evidence be... what is your That's evidence what i said how am i wrong i largely agreed with you listen what's your evidence listen. for that like you're just that's just what you want <laughs> nothing i first it First of all, What's your I evidence literally for your speculation? just made the statement and have had no chance to back up anything I said. Second of all, I just said, we're speculating. I'm excited. Watch me speculate. Third of all, here, let me tell you. If they heavily allocate this product that comes out, it's what, a month? It's a month after release, right? Yeah. Is that, or is it a couple weeks? It's, it is, it's, yeah. rough, it's yeah. roughly a month. And this comes out afterwards. It doesn't take any of the community spend, theoretically, or not much, from the release of the product. I think a lot That's of people true. are still going to buy product on release. The few people that do hold back are people that were going to buy product and then additionally buy more, in my opinion. But what it does is it gives a second wave of excitement to people, things to get excited about. We They don't lose any money here, right? We buy into the product. And then if it's short printed, we now think about this product fondly. Maybe we grow attached to the product and it gives us an excuse to revisit and buy some of the stuff that will inevitably still be on shelves. But I, as I talked about earlier, the collector box will be on shelves. It's I'm, I'm with you guys. There will be a surprise short printing all of a sudden. It'll burn me once because this is how I'm operating. But 
that box will still be on shelves. People will get reinvigorated about the set. They will go back and revisit Phyrexia All Will Be One, all because of this bundle. And then when it's gone, it creates that emotional attachment to the community. I They don't lose any money by doing this. They lose nothing. There's no reason not well, to do it. Well, you had me in the first half. Um, <laughs> I I hear what you're saying. I I, again, just feel like I want that too. Like I'm there with you. I just don't see the everything that wizards is doing for this bundle the all their advertising for phyrexia has been about the oil slick foils and about the Making you know the, the bundle that... sure but like all their excitement has been put into this bundle i don't see wizards being I... like hey here's everything guys oh by the way we're not going to cash in on that so i i i wonder if we're not saying the same thing in different languages like Josh, you're not suggesting it's going to be like the premium edition of Warhammer Decks Limited, right? Like, that'd be insane. No, no. no. I don't think it'll be I mean, like, limited. Like, gut, it's also not expensive. It's more accessible, no, so no. it can't be that limited. My gut is we're going to get everything that we're allocated more or less. Maybe we'll get cut 10 20%. But that's it. There'll be no reprints. That's my gut. Is that like, that'll be it, and they're done. Because bun- yeah. you traditionally bundles aren't reprinted either. That's fair. Uh, that's true. So, like, the I do think. The packaging process and is different. That's, yeah, that, these are good points. Yep. That's all I have, baby. Um, so like I like I think this will not be terribly allocated on the get-go, but I think people are gonna be like, oh shoot, I need to order the 30. And they're gonna be like, oh, we're out. Good luck. God bless. Yeah. I can see that's that. I, I think I think that's it. I think we're all talking about the same thing. It's my that's my vision of this is a one run. It's a it's a one and done. And what you I, get is yeah. what you get. Now think, now does distro hold back and then leak some of that out slowly yeah, over time? I think I Maybe. think they're not holding back as much magic anymore. <laughs> As they did last year for some reason. <laughs> when it shows up on Amazon, I think they're not holding back as much. Well, more. it was on Amazon, sold out. Like this is one of the very few times that the Amazon product listing has a sold out listing and not just a high price. Complete bundle to one k. Like, like, listen, I, I mean, it's sold I'm out in. on Amazon. What more evidence I'm do in. you need? <laughs> complete bundle think, to one k. Yeah, you heard it here first. I disagree, George, that they're getting rid of bundles, though. That's, that's oh, wait, where I disagree. Wait, oh, that's, that's not what George said at all. It is what you said. You said, I, I think thought, that this I is re- the, them testing that they want to replace the bundles with this. Yes. I don't I think, think that's their intention at all. Testing if yeah. they can do this or not. That is different than saying that will happen. Yeah. This is a test. I don't and I, think that, that they test will that take way. several years to do that. Now, if it, they think it is better. With that test, the data shows that there's been $10,000 of bundles ordered on T, not complete bundles, not complete edition bundles. How many of those pre-orders are being duped by not getting the complete bundle by thinking they're, Oh, oil slick full. So, this is the cool one. And I'm getting the, the, the I'll be bundle. honest. That's like $8,000 more than I thought you were going to say. Bought bundles like, on It's, it's high compared back to other sets. I don't have the sure. exact comparison in front of me, but it's, it's high. Hot take George. You're wrong about bundles too. Yeah, like, I think your like your community. Can you say the take? Like your take that people don't buy bundles or want bundles. bundles. Like your community is higher Look rollers. Josh is a higher roller than the average TCG person, and no. I think his like, chart, his oh. chart, his data. Yeah. I don't think that there's a whole lot of people buying bundles on TCG Player. I think like where bundles sell a ton of is in like Walmart, Walmart, Target. Like that is the i think the i would i would say that the average i don't know i want to get back into that you guys already fought me on that one i'll let you guys just i would say the oh, average magic player LA doesn't go to an lgs they go to walmart or target to get their stuff 
Like, and that nobody disagreed with that. You said the average person didn't know what an LGS was. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's very I, different. I, I still am there. I'm still there. I'm still there. All right, let's go. Let's drop back down to <laughs> no like gathering. No, all right. Up, you guys jumped from one thing to four thing. Like okay. we talked yes, about, how we do it, Bob. Get on my right. shoulders and ride this podcast, so, dude. Uh, all right. So uh, on the on a different podcast, the Bone Zone with Jordan, we had the Magic Historian on, and he. Uh, it was a very. Let me be very candid here. I think it was the best interview I think we've ever had. Like it was really well thought out. Louis will put the link below. Um, he'll 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 pin it below. Um, I for here you. Is, I got other things had, to pin today. He, no, you don't. He yes, had two major arguments, and I want your both opinion on this. He said that where Magic the Gathering kind of lost their way is that like the game is still great, still the best game. It's still amazing, but they lost the gathering component. And he goes like they, you know, it, you, the things that killed Magic the Gathering are, I would say, three things. First, Magic Online, because now it's just like you log on and there's a game ready for you. Number two is like, listen, like the internet affected this drastically, right? Like, you know, when I was in college, internet was like barely a thing. You had to get people. So long ago you had to like get people together to go to the store to go play the game. Like you had to call people on a cell phone on a, sorry, on a, on a, on a dorm phone, not even a cell phone. I'd never cell phone in college. Um, the sure third is. thing, the third thing is this kind of, he says, this is the cost of um, separating out tiers of boxes. Is that like some people can afford good boxes. Some people can only afford the draft boxes and this creates strife in the community. Somebody else said that on this podcast. He and you said it argued, a lot more cogently you, and a lot less argued, You argued and told me I was an idiot and that collector boxes were the only thing that matters and the only thing that sells. And why would Wizards change so, that up? Because it's the only thing that matters. Both of those things can be true, boo-boo. It can be the thing that sells the most and cause damage to the community. Yeah, 100%. Like, those two things aren't mutually exclusive, yeah. even though you want them to be. Um, we can also not I, celebrate that they sell a lot of boxes and we can talk about the, I mean, the, like, listen, I don't like wizard sells a lot of boxes. Like that's good. <laughs> um, what do y'all, I mean, like, I thought those arguments were pretty strong from him. I'll be honest. Like that, that he convinced, he turned me into a, a believer. Shout out to Justin Bieber selling his catalog. Continue. I think that you were talking, you said, continue to your own statement. Oh, continue you guys go ahead. I, go nuts. uh, I disagree with the internet theory. Okay. Um, I think Ooh. like I think the internet has made it easier to learn to play Magic the Gathering, which has like helped any game in the world grow exponentially. I, I think it, I think that's true. I think like the internet as a whole has been a phenomenal thing for just about every realm of life. Let but, me be careful. He's not saying to <laughs> cut your cord and give up on internet. I don't I, think. I think uh, what you told me, I didn't watch the, the Bone Zone, but I, I, what you told me happened is the conversation about moving to expensive cards and yeah, that, exactly yeah, and I think that's part of the internet. Like, you didn't, um, I remember when I used to collect Pokemon cards as a kid, I had like the Beckett Pokemon book and like the Beckett uh, uh, baseball card book, right? And like, the value, it was like 19... 
97 for the baseball cards and it was like 2000 it's like i have no clue how what values have changed but that card is worth two dollars and like now we know what cards are worth because of the internet and that becomes the it becomes the attitude of the community to you open up packs and you want you ask the question how much is this card worth rather than asking the question do i like the card or do i look like the artwork do mm-hmm. i care about the card to put it into my deck um like that's a big shift for trading card games as a whole and yeah. i think magic may not have adapted as well to that as a game like pokemon has like pokemon has adapted to that world i think incredibly i think like that has what are you on what what in the hell are you on you well, can't say the hell word opens a pack and doesn't get a full art it's like oh i didn't get it yeah They're, like, like... Yeah, I agree. I've seen people open Pokemon packs. They don't even look. There's just there's the yeah. QR code card that's a different color on the border. And if it's the yeah. wrong color, they just ditch the pack. Totally agree. But like the community has adapted that. Whereas Magic, there's this battle between the players and the collectors and the community. It divides the community. Whereas Pokemon, there's no division in the community. You don't see players complaining about expensive cards because there's an expensive version that is made for the collector. And, like, Magic, you have this weird dichotomy of, like, this battle between the player and the collector that you don't see in Pokemon. Like, you don't see it in that world. And that's where I'm saying, like, Magic has adapted better, or Pokemon has adapted better to that situation than a game like Magic has. So, just to touch on what you said, Louie, before I go in on some of George's stuff, that might be because Magic the Gathering, in, in my opinion, does a better job of trying to be for everyone to be engaged in multiple ways pokemon and maybe it's just my experience with the community you can correct me on this it feels definitely more like a collector focused community right where magic it it seems a little more balanced and and i'm not saying it's perfectly split but the balance is closer than it is in something like pokemon so i think you're going to see a lot more fighting in magic where when one community is a much higher percentage collector than it is player people just kind of accepting that that's the reality of of the world they live in possibly but the the box is also built with that in mind though like they build the box in a way that collectors can have their really collectible thing the chase the the uh the moon Brion, a thousand dollar car seven hundred dollar car more it's down way down great R. i R. just R. bought a psa R. 10 R.I.P. Moonbrion. Thanks a lot, Stacks. Andrew Stacks. Shout out to Andrew Stacks. Selling me at the top. Um, but the uh, he did. Wow, salt Stacks. Salt in the wow. Moon. Good job, like, Stacks. There was a you percentage of that comment that was legitimately sad. Like I don't care. Hope that he needed it. It's good. Um, anyway, uh, he wanted to sell it. Like it was like he needed to get rid of it. I don't like. I wanted one. Anyway, um, the. What was I talking about? Oh, like the collectible thing is there, but like you, the Umbreon is like a 50 cent card, a five cent card for the player. Like they built the box in that way. The Moonbreon's a collectible version that's super expensive. And like Magic just doesn't, like it's not the same oh, but thing. Like, the Worm Coil engine is a very cheap card and the standard like printing from the Brothers War, but the serialized one is, is far more expensive, right? Like, you're right. You're bringing the one time in the last 28 years that Magic has has done that. Yep. Like the serialized cards are a great answer to that. But as a whole in the community for the last 28 years, 
there's hard well, recently there's hardly any difference between like a foil multiplier and the cards like there's not i would love to look at uh and and we don't have to do this now but just chat if you're in the chat something like the Remember the special Obnixilis that you and I were really hype on back when it came out? Was that Streets of New Capacity? Yeah, it's it's they, worthless. Like, I looked this up the other day. It's worthless. Uh, I what, bought what, a bunch of them, I, and they're worthless. I would love to compare that against the regular. But just back on George's point, talking about what the uh, Mr. Magic Historian had to say, um, the internet, It I, I struggle to get on the train of Magic Online and Magic Arena hurt Magic because it's – that statement to me means. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, George. Is, am I, I don't incorrect? think that's what he was saying. I what think was he saying? saying in yeah. Paper magic. So, I, I I would even struggle on that one because okay. I think there are at this point people who buy paper magic cards or are in commander groups or something that got started because they heard of Arena or saw they saw one of their friends playing a video game. That at this point, this far into the game, has to be the case. And I, I think that would outweigh the number of people that are like, oh, Magic Online and Magic Arena are a thing. I'm never buying or playing paper again. Like I so I just I don't know. I don't know how that would shake up. But the the internet did what I said to TCGs, or my my opinion of what the internet did to TCGs was it made hobbies vastly more accessible for people. So now I Magic the Gathering is not my only hobby. I can play I can play magic and I can play cryptic and I can play all these different games, right? And I can do it. I, I can move in and out because when I want a magic deck, I can net deck, I can get the magic news, I can figure out everything going on in the community in a short amount of time and move on. So now magic has to contend with what is a shorter attention span from its hobbyist, from its enthusiast. Which requires them to do more sets a year, which is a complaint it's, that we have often on the... Uh, well, like, and George said this to me, it it's interesting because of this shorter attention span, there's always something going on in magic. And I agree, Louis, I'm in the camp. Like I want that emotional attachment to a set, but yeah. the way they do it now, it does constantly demand your attention, at least to read an article, at least to watch a video, something like it's, I, it's doing it. Uh, uh, the, the kid who uh, ships cards, uh, shout out to Joey was hanging out in the store shipping cards the other day. And somebody was like, Hey, Joey, when's the next pre-release? Joe goes, I don't know, probably like next week. We just had one. <laughs> and, and then everyone's like, oh my gosh, it is next week. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's I, the internet, the internet's an interesting one because I think I it mean, just like, it, it opened up more of the rest of the world. So people don't play as much magic. So that's when Watsy, how Watsy views um magic arena. Um I tend to think he's right that it does hurt paper magic. I just think it's like, listen, they don't care. Like they care about bottom line. Right. Um, yeah. And like, that's their job is to care about the bottom line. Right. Like, yeah, and I, can is, be you know, of that. I agree with like kind of what Louie and magic historian said about the prices. But I, I think that's just like, that's a problem of the modern era. Is that like people don't yeah, view cards as the same as baseball cards, right? Like, yeah, right. I mean, like, you no know, kids like, opening up. I saw these videos of sports cards and these kids are opening cards. They don't even look at the players. They're just ask no. their dad, what's it worth? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and I, and I, my comment to him was, I think that, I think that horse left the stable, right? Like, I, I don't think, I, I don't know how you put that toothpaste back in the tube. Like when everything's come about monetary value in everything, I think it's just kind of something that like we have to deal with now. And that does put like these new TCGs in a really hard spot. It means like, that, like listen, 
It means oh, like sorry. print runs are super important. And we're going to talk about Lorcana in a minute. Like yeah. it means like Lorcana is in an absolutely no win position. Somebody said that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'll, we'll get to Lorcana oh. and how absolutely oh, dead wrong no, you are. No, and how no. much crow. I I oh, ate a cold chicken gosh. finger for you. You better eat a live chicken. Um, <laughs> Why not a crow? No, no, no. Crow probably tastes too good. You eat a live chicken has more feathers. Um, uh, all right, right. So it was Arena. What was the other two? It was Arena. It was Arena, Internet, Magic and Online, the Internet, Magic Online, and, and the um the separation of the boxes. Yeah, boxes so, like this values. I I think what he's missing there, in my opinion, and I think the the what I'm starting to learn in the most recent Hasbro conversations and what's going on with like D and D and Hasbro and and all that world is the thing that magic missed the most in the last 30 years was building their IP. And you're seeing this in, I think that's absolutely true. You're seeing this in Netflix where like Netflix now, like is basically getting rid of all these old shows that people used to subscribe to Netflix for in favor of creating their own series. And all the companies are doing that because if you don't own something that's special, if you don't have something that captures the hearts and the, the audience, then it's, you have nothing. And like, I think this is something that Magic in, really struggles with that they have not been able to capitalize on or create their IP in a way that makes people care. I, I'm doing a lot of Pokemon comparisons. We had a really great weekend of Pokemon. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, actually, I can't believe we're not talking about Pokemon, but uh, let me finish my take, George. Pokemon has this thing where you care so deeply about the specific Pokemon. You collect all the Charizards. You collect all the the um, you know your favorite Pokemon. Magic doesn't have that connection to the IP. The majority of people don't. Uh, Josh just rolled his eyes. Josh, I don't think the majority of people like know the main characters of Magic. If you were like, "Hey man, tell me who the main four characters are in Magic: The Gathering," I don't Shout think out to can, I don't think that the average Magic: The Gathering player knows that or or can do that. So he. I didn't roll Magic my eyes. Ran- I looked inquisitively. He rolled the eyes. Magic went on a very long rant about how they stopped caring about lore and how they now have. He actually used Fiverr. I thought of you and how he has these Fiverr authors now write blurbs about lore at some point before yeah. the set releases and it's over. Um, I so I don't I don't know about the lore side of it, um, but I do agree with you entirely that like if you were to rewind the clock thirty years and you were to say like you guys need to really double down on lore and double down on IP, I think they'd be in a much stronger position. And I don't think it'd be. Even, I don't think it would even affect the card game that much. I think they would affect everything else, which would serve as a filter into the card game. Yeah, well, like I think the boxes are fine. Like the box, like you know, we're gonna go. You know, Josh will go over his numbers in May here, but like you know, Watsy had a great quarter. Um. Yeah, I hear laying off a thousand employees looks really good for you. Watsy, well, that was on Hasbro. Watsy was way up. If you had read the yeah. full article, not just the FUD yes. headline, yes. I read the whole article. And I don't believe you. And so, like, then I know, looked up how, how much Chris Cox makes in a year to see how many people who That's are not on the podcast. Doing, to, that could be to see, to see how many uh, employees he had to fire to pay himself this year. This is how I knew you were going to come into the podcast crabber than me when you sent that text. I'm like, oh, Louis looking up things that make him it's mad. Also, a tradition. He always has to be the crankiest on the podcast. It is a hard tradition at this point. I was cranky today, and they told me to get my attitude together so Louis could be cranky and I yeah. could be happy. Um. 
I think like the IP fumble is pretty stunning yeah. considering they have unlimited resources. So, yeah. And I think like you, you hit the nail on the head when you said the word lore, because like when you think of magic IP, you just say, well, I don't care about the lore. Right. And like magic didn't capture the world enough to like create an IP like where we say it's magic's lore rather than just saying it's magic the gathering it's it's the ip it's the brand it's harry potter you want to say i don't care about the harry potter lore you say i don't like yeah. harry potter you know what i mean like you define it by its principal factor like i don't know sure um anyway all right what's uh where are we going next i'm lost in our you guys got me all over the place we're going you're fired are we going you fired keyword you commander well. talk, what do you want to talk about? about this you talked about the ceo's uh salary you might as well talk about all the people they fired to make that happen God, that is just, not the way this works. just to mess with george i'm well aware yeah, I'm, but God, I'm sure i'm sure the employees i'm perfect. sure the employees feel the same way george french kiss on that reaction I'm, i thought you were sure gonna I, break your neck I'm, I'm sure on their way out they're so they're excited that you know i'm sure chris cox will be here in two years i'm sure that's a bold take like listen and this is we should have sarcasm. this conversation with, well, with known that that was sarcasm and not my take we 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 have this Wizards, firings, layoffs, they're always Wizards dirty. They're always bad news. Generated $339 million in revenue during the fourth quarter, up 22% to last year. And they did $1.33 billion in revenue last year. What What is last year? Is that 2021? No. So 20, wait, so you're comparing 2022, they did $1.33 billion. Is that what you're asking me? What was the year, 2021? The year you're referencing was 2021 or 2022? 2022, they did 1.33 billion. More than, so they did more in 2022 than 2021? No. Okay. They did 3% more. They did 22% more in fourth quarter of 2022 versus 2021. Right. That's what I was they, asking. They did 3% more in 2022 versus 2021 as a year. Cool. I'm glad that they did more in revenue in the fourth quarter than the set than the quarter that had Innistrad, Midnight Hunt, and Dungeons and Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. This is a really big success for them. Twenty two percent is a hell of a big yeah. difference. I think I could make a set today while I'm sleeping and make it a better. You set could than call Chris Cox and give him your resume. I'm sure him, he'd make love a better set than D and D Adventures sure, in the Forgotten I'm Realms. Sure which would, is, I'm sure he's waiting on your resume, and there will be no issues. Okay, tell me um, all the things you like. God, about that Avengers. background check is going to be awful. Twenty two percent is a pretty stout increase year over year for a quarter. Yeah. And also, Louis, you can sell more things in a quarter than just the current two sets. <laughs> sure, you could sell like Indushad, Crimson Val, Kaldheim and yeah strixhaven you can't say that this year was a total disaster and their revenues go up and this quarter and like they're up 22 percent in the last quarter that's pretty impressive to me josh take not it. to louis 22 percent increase get out of here like get out of here you're, you're i'm just usually like comparing like a terrible year that 2021 was bad like i agree 2022 sets were way better like we had great year agree with that magic magic sets were great do you, do you mean did that? that kill you to say i could see the pain in your the face when were, you said it you, like compared to that? 2021 of course i do 2021 was horrible that's why i'm saying like we're comparing the worst like one of the worst years of magic in 2021 to like this year 
I hold on. That's a comment section. What was the worst year in Magic? I I will. I have to know what the worst year in Magic was, and how much recency bias is going to say Magic thirtieth edition. Just, I want to know a worse year than oh. So Modern Horizons two saves it. That was the first of the year in twenty twenty one. Shout Strix, out Modern Horizons two. MH two. I'm printing it. <laughs> Strixhaven, which was okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, Innistrad Crimson Val, Kaldheim, Time Sorrow oh. Remastered, Innistrad Midnight Hunt, and DD Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. It's a pretty rough year. Yeah, not great. Yeah. Not great. That, Moving that's, on. What, that's what we're comparing. Yes, that's what you compare to is a set last year. That's how you do comparisons. Okay, what's your point? My point is like, listen, that's pretty dang good to me. Okay. Up 22% is pretty good. In revenue? Did they say yeah. what their profit was up? They didn't say that. They, they don't mm. release. I don't believe. Convenient. What? Move like on. what? Like, I know. Anytime, on. anytime you and I talk about my revenue and my business, that's because you, you say, sell things at a loss. You're like, look you at say, all my cash flow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who sold their Baldur's Gate at a loss? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. This guy is holding on for that sweet, sweet profit, baby. Come at me, 2030. Come Bend at me. Down. Let's go. Come at me. 10% profit in 2030. Um, like, I don't know, man, I have, I, you are reading into them and being like, yeah, everything's great. And I think that's like a pretty short sighted statement. 1.33 billion in revenue is a lot of revenue for Watsy. That's a big number for a TCP and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that's a big like that's a huge number. Like that's their biggest year ever. Like Mark Rosewater said it was her first year over a billion. Like, which I don't think can be true with us math, by the way, but that's a different topic. Um, like, but like 1.33 billion is a big, big number to me. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not like it's, it's pretty far over a so billion. Not, too. I also like, wonder, like, what the hell's going on? That they keep losing money if they keep like nerf nerf needs to carry their weight. Uh, come on. It's I mean, literally nerf or nothing. I, I mean, well, nerf to have, 1k. Don't they, don't they have, uh, don't they have um they have a bunch of IP they have yeah, G.I. Joe yeah they need G.I. Joe movie bombed I I mean this goes back to like they need to get rid of like they yeah. need to separate out the two this is the Alta Fox articles dream shout out like, to Rooting oh god I'm so glad we get to talk about that Alta Fox article again yeah. I, I was laying in bed when you sent that to me that was so much fun to read yeah uh the Altavox article like I think that if, for those of you who don't know if you're listening to the podcast you weren't around back then uh, the Alta Fox article basically suggested it was a investment group that basically suggested that Hasbro separate Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro. Spin it off. Yeah, because the profit margin and the revenue of Wizards of the Coast would cause it Listen. to grow exponentially, and Hasbro is essentially, you know, it was dead weight. It was holding. I think it's very, 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 very hard to read these numbers and not come to the conclusion that they have a point. Well, yeah. I, well, I mean, like, I, yeah, I think, yeah. It's, I think yeah. it's, I think it's increasingly challenging to not uh, join Alta Fox's team on this one. If we're being honest with each other, the under unsung important and like fun part of that article is when they outlined, outlined the life cycle of a magic, the gathering player. And I think both Louis, you and I were like, Oh my God, that's exactly how it happened for me. Like, how did they get it? So perfect. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I, I see this, the statement of like the 22% growth, uh, and that kind of stuff. And I, I wonder the question of, 
how much better would the community feel if Wizards was free and able to take that growth and use it to better the community of Magic the Gathering and to create things that um, aren't just for like aren't just leveraging Hasbro's bottom line and keeping them afloat, but rather like leaning into creating what we're saying, like the gathering side of Magic wow. the Gathering and leaning into uh, making products that people actually want and experiences that people actually want and IP that people actually want rather than just going to nerf bullets that, uh, you know, end up on the floor. Games. Couch Nerf Arcade Games, great product. It's a great game. Um, like I like they have they have the My Little Ponies. They have Monopoly. They got I know they had Power Rangers. They got Play Doh. I didn't know any. They had Play Doh. I mean, listen, like one of these things is not like the other ten, right? Like, sure, it's a confused company right now that like needs to get some clarity. It's it's doing a little bit of everything and not specializing in anything. Like, yeah, I mean, like. And also, like, I do think it's hurting the other companies, too. Like, that's where I think Altafox maybe could have been on better. Is like, you know, a lot of Hasbro's attention is on Watsy because it's the thing that brings in all the money, which means they're not doing as much with Play-Doh. They're not doing as much with Nerf. They're not doing as much with these other companies that they could if they could focus their attention on those companies and kind of... God, I, I wish Hasbro would ignore Watsy a little bit. Um, like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, there's a, you know, a good and great is a, is a great book and like it says like put your best people in your best opportunities not your biggest challenges um and like the biggest opportunity is not in watsi because they're already doing well their biggest opportunities and things not named watsi mm-hmm. um like watsi you can't tell me a story where watsi is five times bigger in five years like that's just that's ludicrous yeah um yeah. but you can tell me the story where like play-doh or nerf or peppa the pig or the other ips Pepper the uh, Pig needs totally. love and attention. Please not Pepper the Pig. I don't know. Pepper the Pig is the worst. It's uh, I don't think you stop it, dude. Uh, it's the worst. Is it? A, is, it is it still it, popular? Listen, don't. If you're listening to this podcast, never let your kids watch Pepper the Pig. You'll have to hear it go all with, the time. Go with Bluey. Go with Bluey. Bluey's great. Bluey's Listen, Bluey's Australi- Australians get it. They understand like, how to Bluey's make the, Bluey's the TV. goat. For Bluey, sure. I would watch Bluey by myself. Like without I like, sometimes I do. Cameron yeah, doesn't even like, know what's going on. We're just yeah. like, this is for dad. Bluey's great. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think this kind of stuff sucks, like to to look at at a you see something like growth like that happen and we're connected to it with Hasbro, and like yeah. meanwhile, people are losing their jobs, like that sucks. And, and that's it, the that's the worst. That's the worst part. It goes back to the leadership over a long time period, but also like their focus and things like the community's upset because their two biggest I their two biggest brands are not doing the things that they need to do. And like uh man, it's like they can't win right now. Hasbro just cannot can't they catch cannot a break. win. It's been they a lot of dunking. Um they just need a complete reset in my mind. Like they need a they need a clean house. Mm, no. Uh, no. No, they're disconnected. Like, they, like from oh, the magic God. perspective, they are completely disconnected. They're disconnected to the tune of one point three three billion dollars in revenue. Like, okay, like people are buying what they're selling. You just don't like yeah. that they are. No, I mean, the they, revenues. Like, unless like they're committing they they massive, buying, massive, right? massive fraud, people are buying a ton of what they're selling, and they, like you just don't like yeah. that. I guess. I just like uh, with the amount of short term profits that they have taken in the last year, Magic 30, 70 Secret Layers, 
uh, like an astronomical amount of things that are short-sighted and against the 30 years of history of the company, a 22% increase doesn't impress me with what they are sacrificing to get that increase. So I don't know if I can agree that secret layers are short-sighted because they can just as easily do 70 this year. I think something that's more short-sighted and a point I've made in the past, and I don't know if it was here in this podcast, but it was magic is constantly cashing in on nostalgia right now. We look back things like time Spiral remastered uh, double masters, both of them uh, dominaria remastered. They're cashing in on a lot of nostalgia. And if they don't create an environment of sets that we can become fond of, they won't be able to cash that nostalgia check again down the road. So I, th- I think that's a better example, in my opinion, of, of no. cashing out and short-term gains than something no. like Secret Lair. They could just as easily print 70 Secret Layers this year. People love the sets that got them into magic, even if they're bad sets. Look at Ice Age boxes. Ice Age is a completely worthless set. People still buy yeah, boxes for a lot of money. That's so old. That's my point. Is that like in 10 years... In 10 years, we're going to be like, God, Theros Beyond Death. I love that set. Let's do it. Like, I think Theros Beyond Death was a good set, though, wasn't it? Not, it didn't. It was sold terribly in the beginning. It was, it was my, first ever, my first ever dud as a set. I The God cards were like so overly printed in collector boxes. I think I, really I were. Pink that set. I think I agree with you, but for all the, uh, like, not any of the reasons that you're saying. Nice. Um, like I think people probably connect to Ice Age and say, I loved Ice Age. It was what got me into magic. And if they really digest that, the the gathering side of that was what they miss and what they loved. It do, what doesn't matter because it had snowlands in it. That's not what it was. It was the connection they had to people in that moment and the playing cards and loving the game like that. I think that's what like that's what Josh there's not going to be that nostalgia now when you have a million different sets every year you don't have that kind of connection to the set of mm-hmm. playing with your friends in the LGS really really getting into it and really digesting a set and having those experiences around one like a set like that for an extended amount of time I remember playing War of Spark for like a couple months like two or three months doing draft doing like I, that's that, my point. This it came out three years ago. Yeah, but th- the things have changed so radically in three like, years, George. That's the point. Yeah. That's my point. Is that like you have nostalgia for that set? Like, in, like the set came out but, three years ago. Like, yes, but something like let's everybody Kaldheim, like we'll see what happens. I, and I agree. Let's see what happens. But I, it's easier for me to see Louis having an affiliation and an attra- attraction to Kaldheim than or to War of the Spark than someone having an attraction to Kaldheim or something for AFR when there was another release. The, the next week or so or that rapid release cycle right there's pros the, and cons and in my opinion that's a con the nostalgia will be you guys don't like this and that's fine the nostalgia will be for the special sets it will be for modern yeah, horizons 2 it will be for i don't know but it but it can't be for if the nostalgia is for something like a set that's based off nostalgia or based off reprints that can only in my opinion take you so far if you're if you don't have Man. a nostalgia for any of the brand new stuff the newly designed cards, the newly designed mechanics, you will tap that nostalgia well dry. I mean, like, what was that? What was that? What's my favorite set? What was that set that came out for Theros Beyond Death? I love the artwork, the crazy set. This other, this other's Oko. Oh my oh, gosh. Throne, uh, of Eldrain. Throne of Eldraine. I loved that set. Also, before all the era. craziness. Yep. 
that was now that was the start of the craziness. That was no. that was the first set. Yes, that was that was the first set that had collector boxes. That was the it, first set that did but five different... sets a year, six sets a year. I'm sorry, that was the first set. Well, six yes. sets a year. This is we're at twelve releases a year right now. I yeah. think. I think you're at four plus two. They said right. I think we're at twelve major releases. Twenty twenty two, I believe, featured twelve major releases across major sets, and then the premium commander product in Warhammer. Oh yeah. I mean, like that. Like throne, throne for me was the throne for me was the start because they, yeah. they had the collector boxes. I can see that. Like that was the start of we're off to the races. I Are you think, pulling up? I, I'm looking at my. I have all the sets from that age back here. Do I have them in is, order because mine are just thrown on the shelf. Throne is by far the best <laughs> artwork in throne. any Magic product ever. Don't at me. Yours are I just loved Throne artwork. Yours are loved. just get it out. Get it just, out. Go ahead. They're just thrown on the shelf. They are. Uh, let's move on. We've been on this for so long. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, great. It's cool. a topic today. All right. Uh, complete versus non-complete was supposed to be the next topic. Keyword commander. We'll do it some other time. Uh, let's talk. Oh, you want to do it? You want to talk about keyword nope. commander? Nope. Nope. Like Keep rolling. rolling. All right. Cryptic to 1K. So, I'm wait. in. I'm in. Oh, no. Wait, wait. We had to do Lorcana first. Wasn't that supposed to be Lorcana? Cryptic. God. Right. We're God. doing cryptic. We'll do, uh, we'll do Lorcana next because it'll transition nicely uh cryptic uh absolutely crazy this week uh boxes were like the the market really dried up on boxes uh the 1k thing's just a joke i want to actually george and i had a good conversation today on the phone josh you had hung up on us and then george and i had a had a talk um of like looking at this product and asking like in a in a market like this where do we see boxes potentially going um and the 1k the 1k thing came up as a joke um but uh, <laughs> what, George? I see this box I, going I want the world to wonderfully I've to the hometown before. TCG display. I've Shout never been more wrong in my life than the to 1K. <laughs> Everything we say goes to 1K, crashes and burns. So you should probably say cryptic now, everyone. <laughs> what? <laughs> come on man i'm just getting into it huge shout out to cryptic and tanner they sent me a um, gift box i think it was tanner directly sent me a gift box with a ton of like decks and a so, box and i get to read the comics this guy is goat cryptic to 1k cryptic to 2 we're all in all right so whatever let me explain why i think boxes are going nuts why it scares me and why it doesn't yeah this is good um like listen, like supply is gone. Like this is like this is the pro. Like this is the like Tanner and I had a long talk when he was here, and like we're like going over like the fears he has, and one of the fears was like the, the market dries up of boxes before wave two. That fear now seems to be pretty easily realized. Like I don't know if you could buy a box if you wanted forty boxes today. I don't know if I could find them at any price. No, there's like three boxes on e on eBay. Yeah, I mean like the boxes are dry. Yeah. Um. I, it scares him for a good reason. It scares me for a good reason. So why I don't think that's good news is that it does create a barrier of entry for new players. That does scare me. There's cheap single stores. I don't know if there are any good ones offhand. Well, I want, oh, that's not what I was going to say, but... Go ahead. I, the, there is a barrier to entry to people who want to open packs. I agree with you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's how people interact with card games. People like to open yeah. packs. Um, I, see, I don't think that's 100% true, though. That's not... Like, you speak of that in an absolute... Like people also buy singles. I think they do. I, I, I've never started a card game where I didn't start by like playing the game with a friend right. and then opening a pack somewhere. That's like, right. yeah, I, I eventually, I agree. Singles um, is definitely better, okay. but you open packs. So that's why it scares me. 
but by the way, I am not telling you to go out and buy boxes of cryptic at 250. I think you're a brilliant genius godsend mega brain person if you, you overspend on new card games. I was told doing. to say this from certain people on this podcast. You see, what, you see what he's doing, right? Um, but here's where it doesn't scare me as much as it scares me in some other games. What Cryptic has not had yet, at least none have come forward publicly yet, is a mega whale come in and buy up 400 boxes and create artificial artificial yeah. scarcity. Mm. That person does not exist yet. I Cryptic. think that person exists. I think that person is is whatnot. But like that's my point. Is that yeah. like there's people who buy it on whatnot and they sell it on whatnot. Right. Like, but they my point is like, like I think that's where most of the I think I think I agree with that. A large chunk of boxes ended up in whatnot and like the whatnot, like shout out to the, the cryptic crew. Like the whatnot market is a really cool community. The there's like five or six guys who are doing whatnot and like they all share <laughs> like time and they, they raid each other and like it's like a really good vibrant thing that I think has a lot to do with why boxes hurt. Or the side, I agree with that entirely. Let me start off with that. But like in other TC, in other new TCGs, you had like one or two whales step forward and be like, "I just bought out this huge supplier of every box of whatever." Yeah, and the price skyrockets. Then he's like, "I also bought out this door. Price skyrockets again." And what happens is the prices skyrockets, and the market freezes because now nobody, like nobody thinks they're actually worth that much. It's just like there's no like it's artificial scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. That I have not seen evidence of that yet in cryptic. Um, you know, if if you're that whale, put the comments below. Um, but show like, your receipts. Yeah, that, that's fine. That's fine. That, um, but if you're like that whale, raise your hand on the podcast. Um, Louis. Um, but like, <laughs> I've opened most, like vast majority of my boxes are um, on the single store. You don't get a huge singles inventory by not opening boxes. Like, yeah, I mean, like you know, I and also keep in mind, everybody, like like wave two comes out in two months. And this is this was gonna be my point. Like I think for the community, this is the time where the community will show its true colors, in my opinion. Hundred yeah, percent. Uh for the community, uh, like people need to come up with ways of helping other people get into the game. Build build pre-con decks, give them to your friends. Uh if you have uh things like that that you can do, that's great. Um, utilize your extra singles, like that kind of thing will help the game grow from here. And then we get to wave two and wave two is happening. We got boxes, a hundred, hundred bucks, 110 bucks. Like that's a great. And very importantly, I believe Tanner still has booster decks. Yes. So yes. like there is like, if you, if you're like, Hey man, like, I don't care. You know, I'm not in for the hype. I want to play this game. Everybody's talking about how awesome it is. You should be able to buy a booster deck for five to 10 bucks. Still like there is still a very easy and reasonable access point to this. Five bucks would be below cost. So let's go with like 10 bucks whatever like, i give them up for free all right yeah. i don't know your cost i just give them up for free because i'm a good store um well, and that's the indie tcg community right like tanner sent, I, the, sent these I, to me i plan on taking them with me to local game stores in my scene and right just give, that's how like, you're supposed to do people. it i guess yeah. i have to defend myself because george just attacked me with that i also give out the booster decks for free to there play the game <laughs> see that less than five bucks good job louie um it's also like, low cost that's below cost, so I'm proud of you. I don't know. What well, you have to be at an event. You have to be able to learn to play for that. Or you have uh, to like, for, at, be for, learning to play. Not for me, baby. I'm like the Oprah booster <laughs> right now. Yeah, he's going up every five minutes to learn. I uh, need actually, to uh, shout out to a, a guy who listens to the, the podcast in my community. He's going around, and he's taking some of my booster decks, and he's going to go. He like travels a little bit for work. He's going to go to a bunch of LGSs and teach the LGS owners um, 
how to play, which I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm Shout out to Daniel. I, I, I'm not, you know, I have been very public in this podcast that like new TCGs that skyrocket in price tend to scare me. Um, that remains true. I, so like, I want to, I want to quote on that though. Like, I don't see, I don't, I don't see cryptic as skyrocketing in price no, because what actually yet. happened not with yet. cryptic is boxes before the Kickstarter re- like delivered boxes were at like 250, 260. That's um, true. Yeah. Like, and then boxes delivered and people sold it. You know, those who were in it for flipping were able to double their money on release. Like this is the conversation you've talked about with sorcery. Um, yep. Like the amount of boxes came into the market, people flipped their money and took their tendies. Um, you saw this on eBay. Like people had 38 boxes, like stores had their freaking stores were selling their LGS kits from the Kickstarter instead of using That's them. To, nasty. Yeah. Like we had yep. all that kind of stuff. But my point here is like, all that stuff is gone and now you are seeing that the community is a size to sustain the print run i think was like seven thousand boxes or something like that yeah and the community has grown past that size which is creating these problems not i guess a problem you're saying it's a problem but the the boxes being high valued the nice thing i think wave two is coming out so there's plenty of singles singles are you can build a deck we have people do this twice a week in store uh, people are building decks. Their decks cost forty-five bucks, like yeah. for a com- you know competitive cryptic deck. Let me be very clear. I don't think the price is right now a problem. I think they're trending towards a problem. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, boxes. Two more boxes like, and eBay could sell, and we're at the one K. That's what the joke is. Like, I'm in. I'm in. Um, so like, I yeah, like I think you know again, like this seems like a pretty healthy market still, and like you know this what Louis says is exactly right. This is the time for the community to prove. Uh, to test their metal, right? Like, are you going to help new players learn the game or not? Yeah. Um, like, this it's, is the time where we have to step up as a community and help people get into the game. It's not for, that hard. And for Tanner, this is the time to grow the grow the community from whatnot Discord to LGS yeah. gameplay players growth, which like perfect timing for his Van Tour, which he's doing. Uh, those of you didn't know about the Kickstarter that's coming out he's doing a poker deck uh that's also a like a boost like a theme deck so your your 52 card poker deck will actually have text on it i think there's two options there's one without this that was a that was a beat that was a bop yeah god that was a great song but the kickstarter will have um decks that they play as a constructed cryptic deck um, and all the money from that is funding the gas for his van tour, uh, where he's going to all these LGSs to teach people how to play the game because he cares about that side of the community. And that's why I don't have any doubts in the success of that transition. Uh, Do you he think cares he'll have it. his cell phone with him? I don't know. I don't... Telephone, also a jam from Lady Gaga. Continue. But only the remix with, with Queen B. Continue. Wow. Lady Gaga, not, not my favorite. Really? What do you... Literally, okay, come on. Ra, ra, ooh, la, 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 oh, na, na. Lyrical Josh genius. Gets it. Josh gets it. Lyrical Not my genius. favorite. Lyrical genius. You don't, like, you, don't like, you don't like the Gaga. Nah. The musical voice of our generation. That's probably that's fair. Like I'm not complaining. Maybe, I'm not, not, maybe not George's generation. I don't think she's that old, but ours at least. I'm not saying that's not true. Uh, it does. It certainly defines a lot of our generation. Um, but that doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> well, this one, this one for a whirlwind. This is great. Continue, Louis. It's your fault. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's 
a hundred percent fair. <laughs> At one point while I was talking, you were dancing to Lady Gaga. So yeah, just uh, I love, I, I'm all in a Gaga. Not going to bother me with that. Uh, anyway, cryptic going well. Um, really cool to see people. My community. I mean, it's been crazy. Uh, we had 13 on Saturday uh, for like constructed cryptic. Let's uh, as many. Oh, we had 17, I think, at our pre-release for um, Dominary Master. But like, our community is pumping. People really like it. On March 4th, you can come join our community. Hopefully, in the new space. If if uh, if we get power and and the walls painted and and water and all the, and all the, plumbing, uh, we have water. But like, you know, there's a lot of things going <laughs> like, wrong. Like, like how that's where you stopped. You're like, no, Josh, I have water. Idiot! It's Listen, in his I don't have power, floors, that. tables, or electricity, but water. I I'm wish locked. that somebody would have told me how hard it is to expand stores, and that somebody would have uh, cared enough about me to suggest. I don't, even, I don't even own a store, and we had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> if only somebody would have told me, you know, that would have been great. I tried to give you my supplier for the esport tables, and you mocked me. That like I I have oh, nothing to do with that. Don't side. say it on the podcast. I have nothing to do with that side. <laughs> I'm like, that's not my, my side of it. So I don't know how that works. Um, Before right. we move on, Chris, tri- uh, cryptic gets one more shout out because anytime you acknowledge like, a, like your smaller creators and people just on a podcast talking about you, I think that's just really nice. So I appreciate them so much. I'm excited to spread the decks around and spread out their game. So that's, you that's, are it's really nice to me. Far from their smallest creator. I, I think you're probably their tallest creator. That's true. Uh, certainly. And uh, George alluded to I'm much fatter in person also. And, <laughs> at the, at the and you're not I, fat. I, I you're not fat. You're, you're just de- large. You're not fat, but you're definitely not <laughs> just, their skin. Did you say lard or large? Both. It's fine. <laughs> you're like, definitely not like, their skinniest creator. Like you're you are just like you're you're a hulk of man. You're a hunk of man. You know that Lady Gaga meat dress? That was you. <laughs> This is this episode sponsored by Lady Gaga. Uh, never mind. Thanks, All right. Cryptic. Speaking was... of Lady Gaga, boom in your face, sucker. Boom. What? Lorcana, son. Oh, I thought we were talking. I thought we were on MetaZoo. I forgot about Lorcana. I don't have. Oh, this some... is the last time you'll ever forget about Lorcana, dude. <laughs> Something bad happened on my Lorcana. All right, here we go, everyone. Lorcana is now. Bad happened when this an- these announcements dropped, and you ate right. it. I just want the record to reflect that I, for one, am shocked that a team of the world's greatest game designers backed with the world's largest IP with an unlimited budget would find a way to make a good-looking card game. I never saw it coming. World's greatest game designers? Uh, Ravensburger has basically every... Eh, that's not fair. Has a lot of the best game designers in the world. If you're not okay. Jamie Stegmaier, you're not the greatest game designer. Oh, God. That's God, the, listen, that's I don't. I don't have thing. my game designer. That's the worst. Thing. Handy. I don't Sorry, Jamie. Like. Why do you hate Jamie so much? I don't. He's just the most overhyped board game designer ever. <laughs> that's probably fair. Are you literally just firing shots at somebody right I, now? I don't. I don't know if oh, I'm right on the podcast. Like he's brilliant and the best game designer. Good call, Josh. He's on the podcast. I, I apologize. Say, I don't know that I would say he's the most overhyped, but he probably. I think being like the most hyped game designer is probably fair, and so like you can make that argument. Um, he's certainly like the most public board game designer there is. Anyway, that's nothing. he has nothing to do with Lorcana. Welcome no. to our podcast. <laughs> um, it's great. We're on topic. It's fantastic. All right. I yes, want to Louis? restate my previous points on Lorcana. 
Let's we say that. <laughs> I highly doubt it, but go ahead. I think mm-hmm. that Lorcana is a silly investment at this point still for individuals to be spending the amount of money that people are spending on Please Lorcana. be nice to them, Louie. Please be nice to them. I that's fine. They're nothing against them. I, I just Thank think you. it's a silly investment. I um, will I'm going to I'm going to eat crow. Um the Lorcana sample cards that were passed out at the Disney event that would have been a a very good play. Um still very risky, might you? Still very risky, but in hindsight was a very good call. As a individual, I said that I would not be investing in Lorcana and that is still true. As a store, I said I was waiting to see what they did. I was waiting to see what they did. Uh, and on this announcement, I am all in as a store. <laughs> so I, I want to hold on, hold on, hold on. I want, I, I, because I, this would be unfair if we didn't point it out. You said at this time, with what I have, I wouldn't put a bunch of money in Lorcana. Yeah. However, at that moment, the people that did would have gotten a much better deal because the hype is higher. You don't get as much credit for being on the Lorcana train here, um, dude. So, all right. You can I'm bring still, up like the boots. I'm me... still very, very anxious about the okay. print run of Lorcana's yeah, first right. wave. Oh, that's it's going to be bonkers. Wait, okay. Hold on. Let's talk about a few things. Let's try to add some structure here. First, the sample Good cards luck. are going for like $10,000. I sold one this week. Um, listen, I think you're a brilliant genius if you buy one for $10,000, because I'm not allowed to say that that's a stupid thing to do when you're an idiot. Uh, but like, I will just say I sold one at $10,000 and I feel good about that. Um, I would not be buying at $10,000, but I think you're a brilliant soul if you do that. Okay with you, Louie? Yeah, that's fair. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I didn't offend anybody. Like they were um, like complimenting people's souls. This is absolutely brilliant, brilliant, rich people, gorgeous, vibrant, gorgeous, vibrant souls, genius, rich people. Um, Says George. Yeah, absolutely. They're just the biggest brains with his um, gumball painting in the back room. Louis Vuitton so, bag like, when he showed up. By the way, George, right. those those pieces of gum were those were. Um... Please don't insult me. So the uh, that's mean. Um, so the. Uh, there's a couple big things that they announced. Let's go over what they announced. First thing, they're doing four releases a year in three languages. That stunned me. Yeah. Has that ever? I can't think of another time that's ever happened. I, don't, I have no clue. Harry that's Potter. I don't know. That's that's a lot. That's a lot that, of variations. Also, not a TCG. It was. There was. There was yeah, the Harry Potter TCG. Um. Less as long as Lorcana. I have no clue if that was printed in three languages. I was just... They also... Uh, here's the one that made me the most hyped. There's no first edition box. There's just the box, right? There's a box. They learned from other games' mistakes. Yeah. This is like... Pokemon to me, 25 years ago. <laughs> like, But like, look at the new TCG. I get like it, the, man. All do first it. edition. Yeah. Um, Like... And like, I don't think that worked out well for anybody. Um, so like, that was for me the first sign that they're looking at the market and trying to figure out how do I not fall into the trap of some of these other TCGs. Um, it's a good sign, which is great- that is a very very good sign. I will give you that. And that was one of my biggest concerns was that Ravensburger is not in the TCG world yet. Are they looking at that stuff? This is evidence that they are. That was my concern back then. This is an evidence suggesting 
that you are that not concern was out of this. valid. You are not getting that out of this. Was that you are concern. not getting out that of this is... if you pump games that are run by people who like no. Um, so like they insert polywog they... comment here. <laughs> you get I it. Never so, pumped polywog. So like it shows me that they're trying to they're trying to figure out the pitfalls that other games have fallen into and avoid them. Um, yeah. they have a starter product. They have a Pokemon looking product with oversized cards and they have a smaller booster box, which is really interesting. Yeah. It's a, do I see a 12 there? 12 pack? No, I think it's 24. I think it's 12 okay. per side. I think there's definitely a 12 on the screen. 12 something. Maybe it's 12 cards per pack or something. I don't know. It could be 12 cards um, per pack. And importantly, the um, D23 cards are basically, they're not entirely confirmed, but it looks like it's going to be alt art on the D23. And so we don't know if it'll be alt art in the set or not. Um, they like the D23, all the artwork in the D23 promos was different than the cards. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Now, Listen. the rumor the rumor from distro has been two things important. A, they're all in on gameplay. Like they are talking a lot about gameplay. And in the least surprising tidbit ever, uh, demand is through the freaking roof, which I never would have guessed. I never would have saw that coming. That really shocked Listen, me. That was a legitimate concern that no. maybe people don't know what Disney is, George. Maybe That's a good point. I never said there it's wasn't going to be demand concern. for Lorcana. I never, ever said there wasn't going to be demand. My point was that, that Ravensburg will cash in on the demand. That was my point from the from the get go that they are not going to print this in some sort of small number like an alt TCG that they are going to print it in high high numbers po- Pokemon esque numbers for the release of this. That's been my and so, I still believe that. What I think the issue will be is I have like you know it goes back to like the one issue that they have It's like how what's the right number? Um, there will like the the idea that they're not putting first edition on the box all but confirms there will be waves. Which yeah. is if not, yeah, that, that is, if yeah. not, you just have first edition, right? So yeah. I mean, the fact that they, the fact that they intentionally said there's not a first edition box tells you that there will almost certainly be waves. Didn't they like even comment? Didn't I? See, did I see this that they even commented? They were like, we we're not following that trend based on seeing what happened to other TCGs. Yeah, they did. I love the shade. I love the shade. <laughs> they're also like, like we're not. They're also like we're not releasing print run numbers. We've seen what happens to other games. Yeah. <laughs> they release they, print run listen, numbers. It, it, you might as well let the other your competitors work out some of the kinks. Like that's, that's absolutely fair. Yeah. Um, so like I mean, there again, like w- you know, my guess boxes come out at ten billion dollars and crash. Um, like I, listen, okay. First off, let me say this: if you are, I would be very, very careful from pre-ordering this online because what I've heard yeah. is that alloc- like your the store's allocations and cuts are going to be extreme. And like this is going to be one of those worlds where stores put up a pre-order for a thousand boxes. Oh, I asked my distro, I asked my rep for a thousand boxes. They sell a thousand boxes and they get twenty. You know yeah, what I mean, absolutely. And then that's when stores have a checking account of a million dollars and they say, "Well, mm, see ya," and they dip out. This remember uh, Double Masters VIP? This was uh, yep. what this was, was that? A, yeah, who was that? There was a store. I don't remember, e. but I remember this it was an stores e name, took a right? condo. They took a lot of money from me. I ordered yeah. twenty four. I ordered twenty four VIP packs. Oh, you actually got got. I got wrecked. I Dang, got wrecked, dude. That's yeah. whole. I got my money back because it was PayPal. Oh, but, oh that's uh, good. Oh, but like good. it was a whole PayPal's long, 
process. Yeah. Never done anything wrong. Um, no. Like I agree with that. Like I'd be careful pre-ordering. Like I won't take yeah. a single pre-order until I know my allocation. Yeah. That's always been my policy. That will always be my policy. Yeah. Um. You got to order from your good stores. Now it now is when it pays to know. Like yeah. which stores in your community it knows the store you're buying from, know the owner, know how they do business. This is important here. But I you I you can't miss you can't catch that FOMO, right? Because if there is gonna be waves like we believe, that's where you could get caught up. You could get caught up in there and we've got a position where you're spending four hundred dollars on a pre order for a booster box that eventually sells for fifty five. Like Yeah, I mean like listen, I would not I would hold firm at MSRP. I would hold firm at MSRP. Do we know if that I is, were yeah. a consumer? And I'd say, like, listen, I'll wait six months. I'll wait two yeah. months. I'll wait three months. This right. game is either going to be going places in three months or it's going to be dead in nine. Like, right. you, like the three months won't matter. So take your time and get boxes at the right price. I say this to somebody who's very, 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 very bullish on Lorcana. Do okay. not FOMO in. Yes. Yeah, don't overcommit. Uh, yes, this is a product that I think is going to do really well in store. Like, I'm I'm really excited about this. Um, I have certainly changed my I'm changing my tune. I actually thought for you guys live on the podcast right now. Do we make Lorcana a like a mainstay on on the podcast? I'm in. Should we? I'm in. Should we come back to Lorcana weekly with the Lorcana news and God? I we call it the crow section. <laughs> listen i did not you're you're saying too much about my name like i was i said i have concerns i still have concerns so can we can we touch on something that we've talked about i think on the pod and privately and based on the community reaction to this announcement i'm I'm still plugged into let's say various and lots of indie tcg communities you cannot convince me that there will not be money from indie TCG communities funneled into this project. Oh, this yeah. this game is so wide. People in these communities that have nothing in common, highly competitive, crazy collectors, all the way to investors, at every piece of the triad is reposting Lorcana tweets, is all about Lorcana news, is making Lorcana videos. There's no chance that every TCG doesn't feel some impact when this thing drops. There's no chance. And I think that is, um, I hope that Ravensburg doesn't see that as that is success. Because I think for this game, success looks like they are competing at the the highest level with Pokemon and Magic. It it won't take much for Lorcana to kill indie TCGs. Like, listen, the day... (laughs) Like, hold on. Wow. That's a, that is a vastly different tune that you're spitting all of a sudden. But you know what's going to be cool? Road to Damascus. Gonna, That's the new section here. Well, we're going to have at least a small sample. With the data I'm collecting, we'll see if in the Magic set release that is closest to Lorcana or nope. even shortly after, are, do we see similar spend? Do we see any noticeable downtick there? I'm I'm interested. But like I so like my argument to you, Josh, is like I don't see and maybe I'm wrong on this. George, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't see a store being like, oh, I got 50 boxes of Orcana. You know what I want to do with it? I want to put it on TCG player. Like that happens with magic. I get 
50 extra boxes that I can't do anything with in my community and I need capital. So I put boxes. On, I don't really actually do this, but stores put boxes on TCG player to clear up capital because they know they're not going to be able to sell them in store for something like Lorcana. I think you might see that TCG player numbers are low because like, like stores are selling it in store. And so the boxes never make it to the marketplace. I think that's so you're telling also, me like, I should track Lorcana. Yes, absolutely. You should track it. Um, I also think that like, we don't know the market yet on where like where the preferred market will be. Right. Um, you know, um, it could be eBay. Uh, we mm, don't know where the Lorcana market will move. Uh, I think I saw it on TCG player. It's on I, TCG player. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But like, you know, I like, could see eBay being so your like, higher value singles, your collector yeah. items, but I think the box would be something like TCG player. So like that's my on TCG player, but everything sells on eBay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I think it's very hard not to be very optimistic about Lorcana with what they released. Um, yeah, I mean, it that day, I, I, call, yeah. I called George. I was like, I'm wrong. Like, this is... I knew already. Um, the, the initial wave of this, at least, is going to... It'll sell out. and It'll sell out instantly. instantly. The uh, question is, what happens after that? How, like, do they so, sell out of the wave and then they print 10x more to, you know, cash in on that thing? And like nobody wants it. Yeah. That's the, that is my concern. That's why I'm telling people don't overcommit stores. You should like stores. This is one of the very, very like easy moments in our life for store owners where there's really no risk. Like I'm going to, George yeah. does not agree with that assessment one bit. George does not agree with that assessment yeah. one Josh, bit. Josh doesn't own a store. Josh doesn't agree with that assessment. Like, one you bit. think if you ask for a thousand boxes, you're going to get a thousand boxes? I have no idea. We, but like, let me tell you, I will only order boxes that I feel comfortable taking. Wow. Okay, this Thanks. is a good conversation to be having. Thank God I can't pre-order yet because I would have just been like one. Like, like, how do you go, how do you do this with everything we discuss? How do you go from here to here? How, it's, it's like, it's it's like makes, makes good content. <laughs> um, I I lost a million dollars on Lorcana. Here's how I did it. Great, that's a great video. I would not um, lose a million dollars on Lorcana. I think I, lost $2 million. I think overall you're right, Louis. Like I'll be asking for a very aggressive number, but like, listen, I won't be like, you know, I won't be asking for, um, you know, 25,000. Like I'll probably ask for four or 5,000. Right. That's a, I mean, that's a lot of boxes. That's a lot of boxes. Yeah. Yeah. It matters how many boxes you get. Right. Yeah. Like my gut is out of that. I'll get a, maybe a thousand or two. That's my hope. Like mm. it, it, it may be because... kind of one K you heard right here first. <laughs> probably not. That's probably not true. Uh, like, <laughs> it, it, like, here's the, here's my not fear is that you could tell me a story where that happens. And that's stupid. Like what they're doing right is the no first edition, which means the consumers need to do what's right and be patient. Yeah. 100%. They are telling you to be patient. You need to listen to them. I, I could like I could see this is where I fear for those people who are buying those expensive products. Like again, the Disney promos. Yeah, con promos are one that, thing though. That's, that, that's done. Books. Like that's on the moon's on that one. Like there's a guy I, I know there's already on. I already know there's a guy who owns like four like doesn't he own like 40 sets or something like yeah. that? It's like crazy. So like that guy's just gonna keep buying them at ten thousand dollars to prop his other numbers. That's how this thing works. Like um Go back to my previous comment about cryptic and that it's missing. Like, it doesn't have that guy buying everything. Like right. that guy, I'm sure he's a lovely Saint Louis. I don't want to say anything bad about him. I'm sure he's a wonderful, special human being. 
but like i don't think he's helping the lorcata market well it won't be if he's buying up boxes yeah right that's, like that, that, that's the promos like, is one thing. The boxes is a different one. If this guy's buying pallets and pallets and pallets of boxes, I'm sure, I'm sure Listen, he is. I've had three people ask me for a pallet already. Uh, okay, George, thanks. Yeah, leak. No, leak my info. Leak our conversation. That's <laughs> cool. right. um, I'll slide in your DM. I am excited to open this with my daughter too. Like that's yeah. another side yeah. of this that I think is cool. I, it'll be interesting. Um, I go back to that, like Pokemon theory where you collect the individual Pokemon. It'll be interesting to see, like, do they have a Mickey Mouse in multiple sets? And so, like, you love Mickey Mouse, so you collect the Mickey Mouse thing. Like, that'll it's be a like, Charizard. Like, that'll be the interesting thing. Uh, another note to say is, like, they have certainly marketed this first chapter towards that kind of demographic, like kids. Like, the decks are, you know, princesses and Lion King and. Um, God, I'm gonna rock the hell of that Lion King deck. <laughs> Uh, dude, oh my gosh, can we play Lorcana on, Absolutely, on stream? Absolutely, 100%. That'd be a blast. Uh, so they're definitely working that. And it, like a lot of the initial conversation of this was like, are they going to put Star Wars in it? Are they going to put all these like Disney IPs? Not yet. Yeah, right. it's super interesting to, to think through that. Um, but yeah, I, uh, the my, Pixar set. Oh my God, the Pixar set, dude. Oh, baby, feed me. Uh, my tune has changed on this. I am still very, very cautious as a individual. Like I will not be like, I'll probably keep a case or something like that for myself, but I'm not going to like go all in as an individual on this because of that print run question in my mind of like, like they keep this in stock for three years and they just keep printing it. Like they think of it as a board game, that kind of thing. Like until they prove, I rather miss out in my opinion, I'd rather miss out and hit that second set or the third set in a, in a bigger number. Right. Um, but I think as a store, like, man, this, the demand for this is, is crazy. The people are the excitement for this. And I was, I was wrong about that for sure. Um, so everybody and their cousin, man, it's all about Lorcana. It's interesting. This is going to be, uh, I don't the second th- person to use the word interesting incorrectly today. It's exciting. This is amazing. It's so much I fun. I find things that are exciting to be interesting. So when I say it, it is, it is correct. All right. Moving on. Yeah, let's do it. Moving on. George, you got, you got an update this week that you're pretty excited about. Mm, yes. <laughs> uh, so they are, I have not gotten my Kickstarter yet for Who's the that? zoo. Who's they? They, you said they are, and then he said, I have not gotten my Kickstarter yet for the zoo. I think he was just getting himself back into it. Oh, gotcha. I have not gotten my, my Kickstarter yet for the zoo. Uh, Mike said he's kicking those bumps to the curb and we are printing them ourselves. Screw it. We'll do it ourselves. Um, listen, uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, I just want my decks. Um, you know, <laughs> would you, would you, would you rather take a refund at this point? Um, I don't know to be honest. I like here's the problem: is I kind of want the gilded decks, and if my spidey sense is correct, Mike will do something pretty special for those of us that have waited a long time. Yeah, he said there's going to be a promo, so I'm waiting on. I think like two. I think it's I'm like, waiting on more than two. Yeah, I'm waiting on some, and <laughs> like. I think that, like, I think Mike will actually do something pretty cool for us. So, like, I think I'd probably rather have the thing than the money. 
Yeah, it's um, just like a yeah, it, it it's a I don't know. Clearly something got lost in translation between them and the company that does gilded decks. Um and now like this sucks. Like this is the cost of having partners who aren't um this is the cost of having partners like you have extra risk, right? Like you have extra risk that like they won't follow through on your expectations and you have to do it yourself. And that's hard, but like, you know, I'll get my decks and I think Michael will do something pretty cool for it, and that's fine. I'm interested. Yeah, I think the promo of that be I, like listen, like if you were gonna handle this in a way, I think giving I, I think the only criticism I would say is like giving the option maybe to get a refund before I he goes so. goes to print with the decks. But like I do think it's very meta zoo-esque to create a promo about this thing. It's kind of funny. Like they have the ding ding bell, they kind of take the stuff yeah. you know on the chin a little bit and like I think that's good. I think like that handling of it is good. Obviously, I think like it's silly that we're this far back and that this transition hasn't happened already. Clearly, uh, there was some miscommunication. <laughs> like, like clearly, there was something got lost in translation. Um, you know, listen, I'll get my boxes. I'll get my decks. It's not a you know. For you, it's not. But for somebody who, one hundred percent i agree with that yeah like for somebody who it matters to financially hundred that like leaned into this and said i have 200 bucks to spend on myself for this six months and i'm gonna buy five of these decks and like like that sucks for those people listen i agree entirely like clearly this is not acceptable mike knows that which is why it's doing something to make it right Mm -hmm. um you know Mm, it's a little guaranteed or is that speculative he is is, is what guaranteed just, that he's doing something to make it right. Like you mentioned, when you mentioned something. Earlier, he said he's doing okay. something. Oh, um, he's doing a promo. I'm, I'm speculating. When you mentioned it, I w- it wasn't clear if it was speculative, no. like you think so, or it was guaranteed. Okay, I'm, I'm speculating it will be something that makes the wait worthwhile. Gotcha. Um, and to Louis' point, like for some people, it won't be right. <laughs> like to some right. people, they'll be like, right. "I ordered this a year ago." Right. Um, you, you know, well, I, I, I am okay with like. I kind of expect this. This is why I haven't been that vocal and being upset about it. I kind of expect a Lazen Kickster. The transition, I think, on this one is like it's been a while since we've heard communication about it and that that kind of thing. And I get like whatever, like the transition of the only two, thing that bothers me. I think we were also told we were going to get our decks first, and we haven't gotten them yet. If I remember that right, if you did like the highest tier, we were told you were going to get them first. And I don't remember that. Yeah, uh, and also like I did not do the highest tier, so. That follows. I just got. Uh, I think we're all supposed to get like. I did the highest getting. I'm supposed to get a piece of like original artwork for the delay. Like you know, like I, I, Michael, do something. I'm not overly worried about it. Um. I am. I am optimistic. I'll get my deck soon, and that is a new feeling for me, and that makes me feel good. (laughs) Like I have been a little cranky about my decks lately. Yeah, as you both know. Um. So then we had so native. Like the full product lines, like kind of brought out. Uh, they look good. Yeah, they do. They look good. I think it's um, the best. And eh, I don't think it's the best no, looking one yet. It's not the best looking set. What's it? Uh, what but it's best looking boxes. Oh, best looking boxes. Child, have you forgotten about Nightfall? Yeah, like I was asking you. Like, oh, like Nightfall! Those... Nightfall! Nightfall! Is Nightfall the best looking booster box ever made? I mean, when it's dark inside, it certainly is. Like, Nightfall might be my favorite booster box ever made. Nightfall's, yeah, that's pretty great. Ah, oh, that's a great looking box. I'm not going to turn deep. off my... 
I'm not going to turn off my lights. Wow. Like, that's gorgeous. Um, like, but Native is up there. Native looks really good. There might be people who don't know. The Nightfall box closed in the dark, everyone. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, they, <clears throat> he, he cut the print size down again, which is good. What is the to- it's, 50- it's it's the same as it's the same as the last one. Seance, yeah. 50, Seance, yeah. Seance is holding up way better than yeah. I thought it would, considering the, especially considering the um clumping issues. The clumping issues, I, and I think that being a set now, they have four different booster boxes for those fifty thousand. Uh, will certainly drive some people to collect four instead of one. That kind of thing. Um, to choose which ones they're going to open. That kind of thing. Um, I think that's a really cool direction. Yes. I think MetaZoo is to the point where they can sustain 50,000 boxes now. Like, that was my takeaway from Seance, is 50,000 is the right number for right now for yeah. MetaZoo. And that's good. Like, listen, that's a hell of a number. <laughs> like, there's not many games that can sustain 50,000 boxes four sets a year. Yeah. That's yeah, a that's big right. number. I, you know, I, I hope they uh, focus a little bit more on digital this year. I think that'd be a big push for them this year. It's like a way to generate more players. Um, I I think like this is a good year for MetaZoo. I think I think like, the fifty thousand boxes is a good turn. Um, Native looks great, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I think this this year, like looking back on some of the things we've said, like those TCGs that pumped in 2020, 2021, uh, and struggled in 2022. Uh, they had to figure out how to adapt their business model, the way that they do things, the way that they interact with their communities, the way that they interact with their stores. And I think MetaZoo is on the cusp of figuring that out in a, in a way yeah. where like those who are still here are people who love MetaZoo and who are part yeah. of the community. And so then how, and like, there's still, you know, a lot of people left who were here for the free tendies and for the instant flipping and that kind of stuff. But those are who, who are still here are those who like now Mike figures out how do I cater to this and what does my business look like now, you know? In the free tendy side, it looked like it was huge, massive, gigantic. And now we're starting to see like this is the realm of the business and what it looks like. And so that's super interesting. And I think like the navigation of that will be super important. This is a super important year for MetaZoo. Like you have the book, you have the show, you have um the comics, like you have a lot of stuff. Um that like will lead into the IP that will like make this game a household name or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the arcade game, most importantly, obviously. Um, so, like, this is a very important year for MetaZoo, I think. Yeah. I'm cool. excited. I'm excited. I will have Native on my website. So, if people are interested. And locals, I know you listen to the podcast. You'll have Native, too. So, Josh, anything? No, I'm good. Cool. Thanks, for your, thanks for your contribution. I got your listen, back, Louie. Don't worry. I got your back, Louie. There's someone back, on this Louis. podcast that doesn't get to make that joke, and it might be you. It's definitely right right there. Yeah. Uh, all right, everyone. This was uh, we were in an hour and 40 minutes. I'm mean, oh late for my meeting. George my hard stop his, was 10 minutes ago. So, uh, All right, everyone. Remember to be kind to the people around you. I made the zoo be with you. I <laughs> thought you thought you messed it up, and also with you. And also with you, dude. I've been